Yesterday, Harvard researchers uh, reported one of the largest studies yet that backs this theory that Epstein-Barr may help trigger multiple sclerosis. Here to talk about it, Dr. Lawrence Steinman, Professor of Neurology and Neurological Sciences, Pediatrics and Genetics. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you. Good to join. I think we should start off by talking about Epstein-Barr. What is Epstein-Barr? Well, it's a long story, and I'll make it uh, concise. Uh, about uh, 80 years ago, a British surgeon, Dennis Burkett, uh, was uh, doing surgery on the banks of Lake Victoria in Uganda, and he noticed children with big tumor-like masses in their jaws. So he sent some of this tissue to Middlesex Hospital in London, where uh, Professor Epstein, a virologist and his technician, Barr, uh, isolated what became known as the Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, it could have been uh, known as uh, the Burkitt virus just as well. And uh, Dennis uh, Burkitt has his name on the tumor. Uh, it's called Burkitt's lymphoma. So the Epstein-Barr virus generally doesn't do anything to anyone and 95% of us are infected with it. We may or may not have had clinically apparent mononucleosis. Uh, sometimes mononucleosis is known as the kissing disease. It affects uh, adolescents and uh, young adults. And uh, we just live with it for the rest of our lives. Most of us don't even know that we've been infected. 95% of us uh, have the imprint that we were infected once in our blood, that we have an antibody to Epstein-Barr virus. And the virus uh, lives with us uh, without causing any problems uh, in our uh, immune cells, a particular type of immune cell that is in the uh, family of cells that makes antibodies. So uh, Professor Asherio at the Harvard School of Public Health and his colleagues used a United States military database uh, comprised of about 10 million uh, soldiers in the military and uh, looked at uh, those who had multiple sclerosis and they had about 900 multiple sclerosis patients and they were all infected with EBV uh, and a group of them, about 30, um, were negative for exposure to EBV and developed multiple sclerosis and they all turned from negative to positive. So that kind of epidemiologic study is compelling because the numbers are enormous. And the implications are first that EBV is an initial trigger for getting multiple sclerosis, though uh, anyone who has infectious mononucleosis should relax. The chances are still very low that an individual, uh, even if they are infected, will get it. But it seems to be a necessary condition that you cannot get multiple sclerosis if you don't have this uh, exposure to EBV. Now, uh, this opens up a number of fascinating possibilities. Uh, could we immunize our way out of multiple sclerosis? In other words, if there were a vaccine against EBV so that it infected no one, uh, would that lead uh, to the eradication of the disease just as polio 
was eradicated in the 1950s with the vaccines. So that's a real possibility. Another possibility are antiviral drugs if you get exposed. And uh, there are other very bold uh, clinical trials going on uh, trying to eradicate EBV uh, from those cells that are infected in multiple sclerosis patients. So the discovery uh, announced yesterday uh, is uh, really exciting because it leads to some therapeutic opportunities. And most optimistically, uh, I'd like to see the disease in our rear view mirror, so to speak, uh, and have it eradicated by a vaccine. So interestingly, Moderna announced publicly that they had started a phase one trial uh, the first week of January with an mRNA vaccine against some of the components of EBV. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Moderna and uh, BioNTech Pfizer uh, certainly have uh, made a lot of us uh, feel a, a lot safer uh, with our COVID vaccine. So it will be the same type of strategy this time applied to Epstein-Barr virus. Doctor, I have a few questions for you because uh, I, I find what you're talking about fascinating. First of all, for people listening, EBV, if you're just joining us now, is Epstein-Barr virus. You've already established that it's mononucleosis and it's fairly common. Most of us have had it even if we were uh, undiagnosed and didn't realize we've had it. How common is um, multiple sclerosis? And also, I'd like to know where the theory started that Epstein-Barr may trigger um, multiple sclerosis. Well, first, let me uh, tell you how common multiple sclerosis is. About a million people worldwide. It affects women about twice as often as uh, men. Uh, and uh, it's a uh, lifelong disease that often begins in uh, young adulthood. Now, uh, the theory of how EBV, uh, Epstein-Barr virus, first got on the map, there have been many theories uh, about a virus causing multiple sclerosis. There are some clues that we find in the uh, spinal fluid when uh, it's, uh, when a spinal tap is done and we're trying to figure out, does a person have MS or not? So there are antibodies to various viruses in the spinal fluid. Uh, they include measles, they include rubella, they include uh, the virus that causes chickenpox. And uh, they've all been on the map. And from time to time, there will be a big uh, announcement in the uh, press based on a paper that the virus for MS has been discovered. What makes the current study uh, so very different is the, uh, the size of the study, 10 million subjects, 900 had uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, essentially all 30. It wasn't quite all 30, it was like 30 out of 31 uh, who went from negative to positive uh, had multiple uh, sclerosis. So those data, when the statisticians uh, crank out the numbers, uh, they could not possibly have happened by chance. It's one in uh, a trillion that that uh, was a chance uh, finding. And then uh, there are a series of uh, scientific publications. Uh, one uh, will be uh, out in a few more days that show exactly how uh, this happens. So uh, it's electrifying 
uh, for the field. It uh, provides a lot of hope that these findings can be converted. But um, people have thought about viruses for a long time. It was actually the Harvard group who started mining that US military database uh, about 10 years ago and began to publish on it. So this is sort of like uh, the cherry on the top of uh, an ice cream sundae. I don't know why that uh, image popped into my mind, but uh, it's the culmination of some brilliant work over a long period of time by Albert Asherio uh, and his uh, colleagues at the Harvard School of Public Health. I, I think it's because you build a sundae. Uh, just to explain that analogy, because I think it's a good one. You build a Sunday, and this has been built on other people's theories. And, you know, science is incredible that way. I, I love the way um, scientists often refer to other work that's been done before and build on it. I think it's it's a lovely collaborative um, um, thing to be part of. Can I ask you about um, the idea that the virus, the Epstein-Barr virus, could trigger MS? It To me, that sounds like MS is just lying in wait, in order to be triggered. What, what exactly is going on? Well, uh, your uh, comment, I think, uh, will spread a little more uh, worry throughout a population who's already uh, worrying about viruses in general. So uh, it's a lying in wait, but a few, uh, I referred in an editorial I wrote about the paper to the initial uh, fuse is lit by EBV, but a few other fuses have to be lit before you have a detonation. And uh, to go from ice cream sundaes to uh, fuses detonating an explosive mm -hmm. uh, in, in uh, just a few seconds. So uh, it will come to light very soon uh, to the public what some of those other switches are. But I think a, a more reassuring way to look at it uh, is that there are a lot of viruses out there and they can cause uh, terrible uh, diseases as we know from COVID. But the hope is that uh, like the common cold, uh, we'll uh, learn to live with some of these viruses without having those other uh, terrible events happen that culminate in a, uh, a serious disease. Uh, we're probably, uh, infected with uh, a lot of viruses that just uh, live with us. Uh, so mm -hmm. I say that uh, to be a little bit reassuring, uh, but when a vaccine does become available, and I say this as a, a physician, uh, take it. Uh, my sister had polio and uh, she had it two years before the salt vaccine became available. Now we never see polio uh, and it's because of vaccines. So someday, multiple sclerosis may disappear and uh, COVID-19 uh, will just be something like a common cold, all due to vaccines. I'm going to leave it at that. I think it's a great place to, to uh, end our chat. Thank you very much, Dr. Steinman. My pleasure. Bye. Have a great day. Dr. Lawrence Steinman is a professor of neurology and neurological sciences, pediatrics, and genetics.